Today on Graced Health, we are talking all about shoes. It is a lot more than going to your big box sports store and picking out the cutest ones, even though I know that's super tempting. We'll talk about why good shoes are important, how to choose the right ones, and how to know when it's time for new ones. Hey there, I'm Amy Connell. Welcome to the Graced Health Podcast. This podcast is for women who just want to take care of themselves, age their bodies well, and enjoy a little chocolate in the process. Today, we're talking all about shoes. My, I have to tell you, my first experience with real, like buying a real pair of shoes was in the fall of 2003. I was eight months pregnant with my first child. And after a full day of work, I just I like waddled my swollen feet into a local running store. It actually had recently opened up by a former coworker of mine. And I knew he was going to take care of me. I was still walking at the time. That's about the only thing I was doing with my very pregnant belly and the extra weight from all of that. And my worn out shoes were just not a great combination. After a gait analysis, he put me on the treadmill and said, hey, let's see how your feet land. And trying on several pairs, I slipped into a pair of Sauconies. And I tell you what, it was like, oh, I mean, I could just hear the chorus of angels. I have never felt so much comfort. And in fact, I really don't think I heard that felt that again until I got the shoes that I now walk slash do a little bit of running in. Since then, I have purchased a lot of shoes. And especially as we age, I feel like this is really one of the best things that we can do to protect ourselves from injury. I want to talk a little bit about why good shoes are important. Before I dig in, I want to recognize that not everybody is going to agree with me on this or that even shoes are a necessity. Now, I love a good quality running shoe, but not everybody is in my same camp. In recent years, we've seen a minimalist movement, say that fast five times. The theory is if we take out all of the cushioning and support out of our shoes, then we're more mindful of the way our feet hit the ground. And because of that, we land more, we land correctly. I have experienced this. I, it was recommended to me one time, or maybe I read it in a magazine or something, but it said, take off your shoes and go ran, go run barefoot and grass. And you will notice you run totally different barefoot in the grass than you do when you've got your big, super supportive shoes on. Running barefoot in the grass is really the better way to run. However, if you're like me, you probably can't maintain that for very long. So for a while, we were like, it was all about the like the five finger shoes, uh, super minimal, minimalist, I really can't say that very well. <laughs> and, uh, but I will say now the pendulum seems to somewhat be centering back and the experts will say, use what's comfortable, which hello, moderation wins, go with what works for you. But since the title of this podcast is not how to exercise without shoes, I'm going to proceed and assume that most of you are in the same camp as I am and you like to wear shoes when you exercise. Good shoes are important because they absorb the impact of your body, plus whatever physics goes into taking your body off the ground and landing. 
Your shoes provide cushion, they provide arch support, and they really do help prevent injuries. When you help, when you have the right ones, it helps you land the correct way and keep your musculoskeletal system intact. There's a whole lot of bones and joints and muscles that all have to work together. And when you have your feet in the right shoes that support your specific body and how you move, then it can really help keep everything in line. How do you choose good shoes? Let's say it's time for new ones, which we're going to talk about here in a second, how to know that. But first, you need to know what you're going to be using them for. If you walk or run a lot, then a running shoe is probably a good place to start. If you are in the gym a lot, if you do CrossFit, if you do fitness classes that are circuit-based or HIIT-based, then a cross trainer is probably more appropriate. It really depends on where you need your support. And I use different ones. I have a walking or running shoe, which again, I'm mostly walking a little bit of running right now. And then I have a gym shoe. And a lot of it depends on where the cushioning is. For those walking and running shoes, your cushioning is really going to lie a lot in your heel. Whereas a cross trainer is going to have a little bit more cushioning throughout the shoe or even possibly in the balls of your feet. Getting the right outerwear, and I'm trying to find different words to say shoe because I feel like I'm saying the word shoe about a million times in this episode. So forgive me for that. But putting the right outerwear on your feet is really critical. If you have to prioritize your spending, which most of us do, and buy only one fitness item, I really do recommend buying quality shoes, especially if you're running. How do you do that? Okay. Most places now have a specialty running store, at least most mid-markets and and above. Hopefully you're in driving distance if you don't have one, but specialty running stores are fantastic and the prices really are not any more than you would find if you were going in online. What happens is when you walk in, they're going to assess your foot strike, which is basically how your foot hits the ground. Sometimes they'll do this on a treadmill. Sometimes they will record you like with an iPad and then they'll slow it down. And all of a sudden you're going to be able to see if your ankle is rolling in like mine does, if it's rolling out, if you're landing super hard on your heel, if you're landing on the balls of your feet, which we want to do, and it's so hard to do. But uh, they also, even if they don't have a treadmill, a lot of them really do have a trained eye for that. So it really is helpful if you can get yourself to a running store and have them look at you and the way that your foot hits the ground. Every time I've gone to a running store, what they do is they have me try one, they have me try two different pairs on. And they'll say, well, which one feels better? You know, go for a little run, jog up and down the track, get on the treadmill or whatever. Which one feels better? Okay, my left one does. Okay, so they'll leave the left one on and then the right one comes off and they'll put another one on. And then, okay, which one feels better? And it just kind of turns into this process of elimination. So it's not like they come to you and say, oh, well, this is the latest and greatest and most expensive model. This is the one you need to have. No, they're working with you to figure out what shoe complements your body and which one feels right. Now I'm going to tell you, if you're not used to this, you're going to walk in and you, if you're anything like me, you will probably feel very intimidated. Please trust these salesmen and saleswomen. They are your friends. They want what's best for you. Do not let their lean bodies and race tech shirts overwhelm you because they will probably have both on. More than likely, they are people who just love to move. And if you're in a running store, they just love to run. And working 
in such a joint allows them to get paid for for promoting a passion. They want you to love your movement and will do whatever it takes to get you in the right shoe for your foot. So don't be intimidated by them, even though it's very easy to do because they look like they're really good runners. If indoor group fitness or gym equipment like the elliptical or something like that is your thing, then a general cross trainer from your favorite big box athletic store, so like uh, Dick's Sporting Goods or Academy or something like that, that will be fine. However, if you have feet issues, if you have that plantar fasciitis, which is where your heel will hurt, sometimes it feels like you're walking on um, pins, especially first thing in the morning. If you find yourself hobbling a lot when you first get out of bed, there's a good chance you have plantar fasciitis. So no matter what you do, if this is something that you are struggling with, then go to a running store and have your feet evaluated. You don't have to be a runner to deserve good quality shoes. And I promise you, your feet and your body will thank you for it. Now, I do admit running shoes are not cheap. However, once you figure out a shoe that fits you, remember that make and that model. Oftentimes, running stores will discount last year's quote unquote model when the new ones come out. So you can stock up on those. Or you can try the website 6pm, which carries and I'm using this in quote as well, old models, depending on the brand you like, they may even have an online outlet. There are ways to find shoes that work for you where you don't have to pay uh, the high price that oftentimes the newest models come with. Now, how do you know when it's time for new ones? Because we are adults who have a tendency to take better care of our stuff. I'm looking at you, son, and you're walking through mud and you're all white shoes because nobody does that when they're adults. Our shoes may look fine. But just because they are clean on the outside doesn't mean the inside isn't wearing down. There's a lot of technology that goes in underneath the sole of your foot. And uh, that stuff does wear down. Now, if you are a walker or runner, the general recommendation is to replace your running shoes every 200 to 400 miles. This is a big swing. It's like 100% more. 400 is 100% more than 200 miles. It really depends on the surface, whether you're you're spending your time either on concrete or a natural surface, how hard you hit the ground, how you hit the ground and your size. So there's a whole lot of things that go into that. My magic number seems to be about 300 miles. And I will start feeling twinges in my knee. And I get this is really weird, but I get arches or blisters on my arch of all things. I don't something's wearing down. I don't know what it is. I just know that that's what that means. Now I can feel that. And I notice this physical difference. But I also have this really odd enjoyment of tracking and analyzing data. So I log my miles into an app on my phone called map my run. It has a gear tracker option. So I enter my various shoes, and then it'll keep track of how many miles I've traveled in it. And there's map my runs not the only one that's just the one I use. I know Strava app has one for all I know, Apple has something like that. I just I don't know. But now what if you're not using your shoes for walking and running and you can't track your miles? This is super easy. Turn them over. Just do a visual check and periodically evaluate your shoes. Are the soles wearing down? If not, you're probably good. If they're starting to thin out, probably not. Most of them start out with clearly defined soles. So just like with tire treads, think about your tires. You know it's time for new tires 
because the treads start thinning out. If it what was once thick and bumpy is now smooth and flat, then it's time to turn them in. <laughs> it's time to get new tires. It's time to get new shoes. One thing that's helpful about looking at the bottoms of our shoes as well is we can actually start to see patterns in our shoes. In my gym shoes, they tend to wear down on the balls of my feet and the very back center of my heel. This is because I'm jumping up and I'm landing on the ball of my feet. And I really don't know why that's where it gets on my heel, but it just does. My running shoes tend to wear down on the outside of my heel and the space under the ball of my big toe. And I feel like that's like where the metatarsal meets a phalange. Maybe I really don't know. I should have looked this up before I got on there. Anyway, I hope you know where I'm talking about. And then the other thing, the other way my shoes tell me it's time for new shoes is when my left big toe starts poking out. Super strange. I have no idea why this happens. Obviously, I'm landing funny and I'm doing something. It doesn't happen on my right toe, but it happens on my left toe. And this sounds really weird. I know, but I actually, I have another girlfriend. This has happened to her and other running friends in my skirt sports community. They do it too. So I don't, I have no idea. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, let's recap all about shoes. Why are shoes important? They absorb the impact of your body, provide cushion and arch support and help prevent injuries. Choose a good one by going to your local running store. If you need them for walking or running, if you're more of a gym goer, a solid cross trainer will do. These are also less expensive, by the way. But regardless, it's good to have your feet evaluated for how you strike and find a shoe that supports that. You'll know it's time for new ones by looking at the bottom of your shoes when the treads start wearing out or after between 200 and 400 miles if you track your miles. Okay, so I have homework for you. Go home or if you're at home, grab the shoes you exercise in, turn them over and evaluate if you need new ones. Are the treads running down? Have you run a long or walked a long way in them? If so, it's time to get some new ones. Your body will thank you. Hey, make sure you head over to gracedhealth.com slash podcast to sign up to receive show notes directly to your inbox. It's also a nice gentle reminder that new episodes are available. Thank you to those of you who have rated and reviewed this podcast. It really helps the show, particularly when people are trying to find it. There's a whole lot of they call it algorithms, I kind of call it wizardry that goes on along with this. And so when you rate and review, it's very helpful to the show and to me. So thank you. Okay, that's it for today. See you next time. Until then, go out there and have a great day. Mm -hmm.